You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Matthew J. Neely, Esquire. How are you doing, buddy? All right. Happy Friday. We made it. Yep. You got your bolo tie on. Bola. Super it's a state s- neckwear. Bola. Yes. Sorry. Yes. A bolo is a thing you throw at people and they trip. It's a machete. Yeah. <laughs> Which they do that in Tucson, too. But but we digress. Yes, for the it's rodeo. True. Look at you. Are you going to go this weekend? Uh, it could happen. All right. It could happen. Just want to know. Yeah. You're a Western guy. So why not? Uh, fun show today. Uh, Juan from El Taco Rustigo is going to be here doing Lenten seafood stuff. And we thought it was appropriate the Friday after Ash Wednesday. Uh, Mark Van Buren, top t- top 34 Wilford Brimley movies. No, top 10. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. And the right way to do it. <laughs> nice. And then, I forgot to say it yesterday, I totally spaced it. A uh, friend of the show, Billy Shaw, will be here. Uh, singer fiddle player extraordinaire he's got a new uh, debut album so him and jess will be here yeah at 807 so it's gonna be a fun shindig here today at wake up tucson uh let's do the round the round the roundup here uh for for um i found this uh, i didn't know that um pima county has an economic decision guide <laughs> okay it was a, it was a jan lesher memo does it does it on the decision tree is there a decision box that says is is the uh give out more free is, money? Is the person representing the group, you know, on the ins or outs? Yeah, one thing that made me puke in my mouth yesterday is when Zinkin said we're give Oral Valley's given a hundred grand to uh Sun Corridor. I that we that's a problem. We gotta just I mean, again, that's like giving money to the Tucson Chamber, you're just better off putting it in a barrel and burn it. So uh so we know For the BTUs. We know that um, Joy Behar and Pete Buttigieg are blaming the Ohio thing on Trump. Okay. So we're going to talk about that, but in the end... The, the misnamed Joy Behar. <laughs> yeah, that's that one ounce of Joy and that miserable woman. But um, the chair of the NTSB in an interview with CNN talked about whether or not the repealing of those kind of breaks would have uh, prevented the derailment. And we'll talk, and it doesn't go the way CNN thought it was going to go. Uh, I know. Uh, I don't know why, for some reason, NATO, NATO has a Twitter account. So warn people of it impending attacks or what? And they have, they have a NATO. NATO has we a, know how that worked in Hawaii. A Twitter account. And they talked about comparing the Ukraine-Russia conflict to Harry Potter and Avatar. We'll, we'll talk about that. Being uh, cutesy, huh? Getting all cutesy. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources estimates the amount of animals that were killed by this derailment. For all you people who think that, you know, Biden and Pete Buttigieg are the most amazing thing and, you know, why, why are you guys stressing so much? Let me, uh, let me give you that body count. That's off the wall. Well, and as, as you've often commented, if you get animals involved, maybe that will get the administration to care. Correct. I mean, and right. and a lot of people like animals more than they do humans. Even though now that that's that's only uh, that's only true in a lot of things except one. 
Ohio train derailments? Oh, the, before that. It's when St. Tony Fauci was found out to be doing horrible fruit fly experiments by strapping beagles down and trapping their face with all sorts of insects. Just horrible. Horrible. And, and all the D's who loved the lockdowns and the control said, what beagles? I mean, these are the people playing the Sarah McLaughlin uh, uh, dog uh, cat song in their shower every morning. Mm-hmm. So their politics is much more important than the animals at that point. Um, uh, we got to get to that pizzeria with the interesting sign. Um, Tucson sucks again moment. Again. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that Santa Cruz County rancher. Tucson's going to be banning grass. Uh, we got a scorecard moment. We're going to talk about Governor Hobbs and her nominations. She's got some problems, as we like to say. She vetoes the bill that would eliminate rental taxes. We had that going on. Um, let's do this story. This is KOLD Live Local and, what, uh, and Bud Foster, as we like to say. So... Um, Eastside Matt sent me this yesterday, and it was reported by the crime team, okay? The KOLD crime team, even though it's a reproduced story from their Phoenix um, station up in, I don't know, Phoenix. Now, so this is the story about Chris Mays who released the Wednesday documents about the investigation into the 2020 election. And she's calling out uh, useless Mark Brnovich for supposedly withholding information. And I thought what was funny, Matthew, was the idea that um, they... um, um, They make it sound like there's, there's the, the thing about the crime team, Matt, if, if I'm reading this right, there is no crime in the actual story. The Arizona Attorney General went out of her way to say that uh, she just wants people to quit um, lobbying uh, rhetoric at, at elections officials. Right. She, she, she said she, she sidestepped the crime question. There is no crime. She didn't say a crime had been committed. She just said that Brnovich had not turned over all of his notes, basically, to the press and the voters on the 2020. So she clearly said, you know, that she wasn't looking to prosecute him. And then they slapped this crime team uh, sticker on the uh, on the on their web page announcing the story. Right. That's awesome. I mean, and it's not. I mean, there's no crime being reported. It's, it's unusual. Again, just unusual. Fourteen-year-old reporters plus Bud and fourteen-year-old news directors. That's what we're down to. So it's so funny. So my son texted me last night when I was asleep that the Robert Malone interview is up on our YouTube page. So I go on it this morning, and it's not there. What? And I'm like, okay. So I, I texted him before the show. And I said, hey, buddy, I don't, I don't see it up there. And I just got the email. Do you, tell. YouTube has uh, a warning me that they pulled down the video already. 
because of uh, it. We think it violates the medical misinformation policy. Wow. So, uh, so uh, the guy that invented the technology used in the COVID vaccine. Correct. So it says YouTube doesn't allow claims about COVID-19 vaccinations that contradict expert consensus from local health authorities or the World Health Organization. Okie dokie, Google. So now I'm going to have to reload Fang. it without using. So basically his name is. It's, a, a, it's the Fang folks. You know, it's a Facebook and Apple and Google and they're all. That's that's it. <clears throat> so it's, they do. It's the. Uh, wow. Okie dokie. I have to see if I can just upload the audio to my DeSimone page. Is what I got to figure out. That's what I got to figure out because, or I, I, or I have to put the title of it. See, because once, once I, once, once, once my son put the word Robert, Doctor Robert Malone mm-hmm. in the title, because mm-hmm. you would like that for people to search for it and stuff, sure. right? Sure. YouTube came in and said, so basically, it's about vaccinations. They're still. Anything that, that, that we, we're not allowing claims about vaccinations that contradict the consensus of local health authorities or the World Health Organization. The local health authority that admitted to the state that she's just a puppet. She's, she's just a pawn in, in Chuck Huckleberry's game of life. Correct. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I'll have to figure that one out. All right. Let's do this. Let's go to break. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the racist Katie Hobbs. Wow. Rat Pack Friday. Well, we'll uh, we'll get to Rat Pack. I got a got a leftover from yesterday. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll 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 hit at the bottom of the hour. We'll hit uh, we'll hit. Uh, I didn't know the ocean was about uh, cowboys. It is. It's about uh, Joey Bishop, really. Thank you. Six yeah. <laughs> sixteen in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Ten thirty. The Voice. Local news and talk. All right, Rat Pack Friday on Wake Up Tucson. Ten thirty. The Voice. Local news and talk. Juan Almanza, Mark Van Buren, and Billy Shaw Jr. coming up uh, later in the show. A couple of the audience members were like, they really pulled down your <laughs> Robert Malone. Think about, he posted it up last night. I mean, they literally pulled it down within hours. And I think what happens is their algorithms just picked up the words Robert Malone and automatically yanked it. It's not like it's not like some guy at YouTube or girl at YouTube sat there at 2 o'clock in the morning and listened to the interview and said, hmm, mm. this is a little suspect. Yeah. You know. The podcast is still up, so there's that. Yep. For, um, na- for now. <laughs> now that I've said it, <laughs> you try like maybe SoundCloud. I don't, I don't use any of the other ones, but you maybe try. You may, might want to try SoundCloud. I'm, I'm trying to think of any others, but uh, anyway, that's uh, pretty amazing. You know, what I need to do. I think I need to upload it uh, with a different name, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then put it on my my blog of my DeSimone HQ with the real name and the title, and good, then push that out. Good morning. That's probably the way. No, I love listening. That's a beautiful good morning. Love that kid. All right, so let's talk about um, let's talk about these Katie Hobbs nominations. This has been one of the most misreported statewide stories. The series of stories, right, starting with Doctor Cullen's getting shot down uh, two or three weeks ago, right. So remember. Lady from DES, she gets approved 5-0. Dr. Cullen comes on after four hours of testimony and questions. She's a total train wreck, and it goes down. I'm going to tell you something. If you watch Dr. Cullen, her horrible performance, you should be asking the two Democrats, why would you approve that? That was a train wreck. What, what, sure. what, in, your, what, what in your better judgment you said, hmm, 
this person should run the entire health department and do public health policy for a state of 8 million people. I don't know what you guys were looking at. So then I told you the story on Monday, uh, the racist governor's uh, appointee for director of Department of Administration was put on hold by the Senate director because Jake Hoffman put the um, put her nomination on hold following that she dodges questions. <laughs> the debate dodger uh, said, hmm, that's, that's a good attribute. We did not get direct answers that were honest and forthright in her questions. We got dodges pivoting. Zach, are you, li- Zach, are you listening? Pivoting. We got political spin. Actually, it, someone we were talking about, who was it on Facebook? Uh, Zach and Rahina sound so close alike. We came up with Zakina Yomero as the, the, the Zakina Romero. Yo, no, Zakina Yomero. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, that's, not, that's not what these, inf- these confirmation f- hearings are for. And I have to say directly to Katie Hobbs and her staff, your nominees have been able to have to be able to come in here and have an honest, direct, thorough conversation. We'll not be rubber stamping. This is not what our form of government, uh, not the what checks and balances exist for. Okay. So again, Katie sends another train wreck for their confirmation hearing. All right. And the, now this is on Arizona Daily but, Independent. But yes, wait, sir. there's more. Oh, there is. So and the, at the same meeting that this lady dodged everything and they put her on hold, we talked about this. Jennifer Toth was uh, was approved as the director of Department of Transportation. Okay? But wait, there's more. So now we have Katie's... Uh, DCS. Right. Correct. So what happened was... I, I know Loretta had to write this because I could just tell by the opening sentence that's Loretta Honeycutt. After conceding her crack crew had failed to do adequate vetting... <laughs> Yeah, Katie Hobbs demanded the resignation of Matt Stewart, who she early nominated to head up the Department of Child Services. Okay. Now, yes, and the reasons. So what happens is they found he had a troubling history. Um, So what happened was it's awkward that the man Hobbs recently fired as the Department of DS, Michael Weishart, will now be asked to head up Child DCS. Wow. Hobbs pulled Stewart's nomination after Senate Republicans found his troubling history, which included being reprimanded for insubordination and unauthorized absence when he was a DCS trainings operations supervisor in 2020. What do you mean? Everyone in government was on a uh, unauthorized absence in 2020. Jeez, now, now you want to call it? Uh, Stewart resigned from the position immediately before, intendi- before an intended suspension, suspension could be issued to him. According to Senate Republicans, he was hailed as Hobbs as a leader who will ensure we can continue to transform our public systems. That's a scary line. Uh, Made questionable moves on consulting contracts and also fired non-appointed, openly gay employees of DCS. So if you're keeping score at home, the governor, who was found guilty in court of racial discrimination, hired somebody who discriminated against gay employees. Correct. Just, just want to tie that one together for you. Now, what's funny is I saw a news story. Maybe 
if it was Channel 3 or one of them where they were, it was one of the TV news stories and they said, you know, Hobbs's nomination for DC and it said and the little subline said he would have been the department's first black director. So it's kind of like they were so worried about having the first black director that they didn't look into the fact that he 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 discriminated against gay employees and automatically loads the news story. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, 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 Why the, did the uh, Republicans reject, you know, the first black nominee? Correct, right. <laughs> why do I feel like it's... What a bunch K- of racists. Why do I feel like it was KOLD who did... One of them did that. I, I'll look it up at the break, where they literally said he would have been the first black cor- director. And I got to see if the the headline does say Republicans, sh- I don't know, <laughs> did something to Matt Stewart, even though Katie pulled his... And the governor did pull the nomination, correct? Yep. I mean... So this this is what's so bizarre, right? Is you know when I do Katie the California Party Girl, Katie is the California Party Girl. I don't know how she got into the legislature. I don't know. I don't know how she did any of this stuff. Have you noticed she's prefacing things as a governor and social worker, as a social worker governor? She's prefacing things like that all the time now. I pray to Jesus she was never anyone I knew a social worker. So. Uh, when we come back, I mean, I'm just saying, this thing has been one of the most misreported series of stories. This whole thing about her nominations. Oh, the governor, uh, the, the the legislature just put, the Senate put in a partisan roadblock. Right. That's how the story goes. I mean, look at Cullen, right? I mean, Cullen's the perfect, she's the poster child of this. She blew it at her. She, you know, it's the, I don't know what Katie's, uh, you know, her, her junior uh, pack of humanity that works for her when they were vetting Cullen, right? But all they saw was Cullen was they wanted a woman, which I assume, right? And they wanted a control freak, which they got. And they thought just qualifications. Remember Will Humble shut his, shot his mouth off to the news and said, well, she's got great qualifications. What are we worried about? That doesn't count anymore? No, it doesn't count anymore. Jeez. All right, when we come back, Tucson's uh, reach a new, uh, Tucson, Tucson reaches a new low moment of stealing something. Wake up, Tucson, 10.30 of the voice. Welcome back to Wake Up Tucson, 10.30 of the voice, local news and talk. So I was just reading another story by ProPublica on this guy, Matt Stewart. So this is this is where Katie just can't win, right? Is So there was a story about disproportionate treatment of black children against other, uh, in relation to other children in the DCS system. So what happened was she takes this guy, and as, he's a, as a black gentleman who plays in this sphere, we're going to make him it because he'll fix that. But they basically did not realize by not vetting him enough that he didn't dig gays. Right? And so. Just amazing. Just amazing. I just think it's insensitive for a uh, a Democrat governor uh, who's a racist to appoint a a gay-hating state director. You almost can't write it up. Nope. (laughs) Not at all. All right. Tucson hits a new low. Oh, boy. So remember, uh, the Wakeys were great. They Remember we uh, helped that young man over on the south side with sure. his special bicycle? Absolutely. Right? And Charles hooked us together with the good people from Ajo Bikes, and they they fitted this kid for a new bike that wasn't as heavy, right? And we learned that the government bicycle that was given to him was like the heaviest monster ever. And he really and so he got a brand new bike, and then what happened was everyone donated through Jesse's Bike in the Box, and then... Jesse delivered the dough, and we and uh, the Ajo Bikes owner was very generous in making up any difference and making it nice for this kid. Well, a University of Arizona Paralympian 
has now had his bicycle stolen outside his house near Grant Road on Grant Road and Park. Now, Matt, what is the what is the key word in this sentence? Grant a, Road. What? <laughs> there's okay. There's CJ of, was right. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> Everything west of Costco. <laughs> CJ was take right. Take care on. of it. Shrimp, shrimp rings, Grant Road. Grant Road, the shrimp ring of arterial roads in Tucson, Arizona. So the the, 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 the key, key word, word is outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone needed to tell Ricardo Recon Gallardo. He came here on a hand cycling scholarship where he's ridden on the team for six years. Eleven years ago, he was involved in a motocross accident, and um, someone needs. You, you, remember, if you live anywhere near Grant, you don't leave anything outside. Correct. So the crackheads have stolen a guy who's paralyzed bike. Thank you, Tucson. Right? Just like we, Tia Gloria said it about the guy riding a bike, carrying a bike. Right? Then there was that great meme I put up last week. Where it says, you know, in Tucson, you don't see kids riding their bikes around in neighborhoods. It's just kind of sketchy, ske- sketchy full-grown men riding bikes are now the number one. It's not even It's not even those people on the loop with their little, uh, you know, wearing the shirts that are way too tight that they shouldn't be wearing, right? It's not even that, right? It's literally like the fentanyl dealer uh, driving around on his bicycle. Uh, what else do we got here today? Oh, so the the rancher in uh, Nogales over by Kino Springs, he um, so he did finally get released on bond because originally it was a million dollar bond, and somehow I think I, I I think there was a bunch of money that came from outside of the market. This well, I think the, the story said that they. Um, allowed him to use like maybe his house as collateral or ah. something. So they, they restructured the deal oh, okay. so he could use he didn't have to pony up a suitcase with a million dollars cash. Well usually bails are half, right? Usually. Yeah, half or tenth or something. Right. So uh so uh released from jail. He's charged with killing forty eight year old Gabriel Quen Butamea and Butamea's from Nogales Sonora. Kelly says he saw a group of camouflage men carrying AK-47s on his land, and that hurt. That he heard a gunshot. Ke- Kelly said he called his border patrol ranch liaison. He went outside, fired shots over the head in order to protect his family and property. So again, right? We're gonna we're gonna go through this one more time. Is the the, the being on your having people run around your land, especially if they might have had AK-47s and threatening you. Are you just supposed to let them do their thing? And we don't know how this specifically thing, this whole thing went down, but I'm just telling you, this one's going to be a hoot nanny. This whole court case, and it's going to be a national story before it's really over. So, if it's different than the media mer- narrative that's been posted, that will make it instantly very interesting. So we'll see. Correct. You know, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm not making any judgments about it. There's very little that's been actually been reported. So Correct. That's Correct. why they have, I don't know, trials and evidence and all sorts of rules. Craig Smith, one of the few people over the age of 12 over at Kagon 9, not that he's, you know, he's solid. He's not amazing. Um, his story is the city of Tucson is going to restrict where businesses and home builders plant grass. So basically. We talked about this last year. They would not affect lawn or athletic fields. 
It would only there's grass on athletic. See, fields that's the part where I said, where, where are you guys talking huh? about? Where's that? You mean that? You mean the, the the patches of mud? So usually, most trust me, I've coached a lot of games on City of Tucson fields, soccer games. So what I would tell you is, um, and I always go back to the movie The Ten Commandments. Right? Remember when the Hebrew slaves were making the yeah. straw in the mud? It's a fa- it's a great line. Right? How can we make bricks with no with no straw? You right? Can't make bricks with no straw. That 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 pool of mud that they're in with the straw, that's literally a city of Tucson Park. Have you guys passed Himmel Park over there by Kazachik's office? It's unbelievable. It's just it's just there's no I was grass. there the other day, but I didn't really look over. It's just even in the summer, it's weak. It's just a joke. So when when I saw this, like, uh, yeah, it's not going to affect home lawns or athletic fields. Well. Wrong people saying this word, as we like to say. Now, let's get to the economic decisions indicator. Who knew? So this is the Jan from the, uh, to the Board of Soups. Um, I outlined several economic factors that Pima County would be monitoring along with suggested mitigation actions to take if certain triggering, triggering events occur. So... Basically, this is this is based on inflation, housing, retail sales, gasoline sales, federal fund rates, and unemployment. Now, um, so when we look at what's going on on the on the guide, on the goid, right? And they actually have some charts and stuff, as we like to say, okay. So inflation, so stage one is unfavorable. Stage two is very unfavorable. And then stage five is, is DEFCON five. It's just okay. dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria kind of thing. So inflation is, according to Jan, uh, whatever she's getting this from, probably the U of A, inflation's at a two, stage two unfavorable. Housing is at a stage one unfavorable. Retail sales is just fine. Um, gasoline sales, unfavorable. Federal fund lights, very unfavorable. And unemployment, unfavorable. So when you go through their indicators of, uh, first of all, we'll start with inflation. What's really funny is they're going off of the University of Arizona Economic Business and Research Center. And according to the U of A, they have inflation going to be almost half of what it is now. Actually, they have it less than half by the end of next year. And I'm sitting there going, what? Is this, is this George Hammond being nice to you guys again? Right. What's You're, the likelihood? That according to them, inflation is going to be half by the time we get the fourth quarter of 23? Please, please, please. Uh, home sales. So they have home sales on a slight word, slight word, slightly downward trend, according to. Well, this is just actually through the end of this 2022. This is looking past. No, no forecasts on this one, but home sales literally are half now of what they were in second quarter in Tucson, Arizona. Um, half. It, yeah, it's at half right now. Home sales. Then Arizona. We keep seeing these stories that Arizona retail sales have been strong. Um, 
But at the same time, we've also told you about Americans at their most high debt levels in a long time. Like ever, possibly. Mm-hmm. I think it's ever. Mm-hmm. Our credit card debt's off the charts right now. But not that Jan's looking at that. She's just looking at retail sales are good for local businesses. Uh, gasoline um, sales by the gallon, um, pretty steady. She sees an upward, they see an upward trend through the end of the year. And then, of course, when we talk about federal funds rates, um, she says there's a, uh, at the door, I think uh, you have a, a human being here. I think it's the front door. I think it's probably Juan. And then unemployment rate, uh, they have, so uh, this, now this is according to the University of Arizona Economic Business and Research Center. We call it the EBR. Uh, according to that, um, they actually show, now here here's some news for you that didn't make the local, maybe I'm just hearing things, Matt, which is possible. Oh, it's, it's a big guy. Oh, okay. Um, According to the University of Arizona Business and Research Center, they have Arizona, they have unemployment actually going up. Yikes. All right. So, like, right now, they said we ended the year at a 4% unemployment rate, and then they have, by the the end of the year, that it's pushing up on uh, 5.5 to 6 at the end of the year. So people are tapped out. The government uh, STEMI is uh, stopping or at least winding down. It'll never stop. Again, my thing is, is the government STEMI really helping unemployment? What I'm saying is unemployment's going up as people are tapped out and they're not getting oh, government right. checks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a nice confluence right there. <laughs> you are correct. So, And inflation is quote-unquote slowing, but, I mean, the damage has been done. I, I don't know that it's going to be slowing, right? I, I'm with you on that one, Chris. Yep. Yeah, so just want to let you know, I found this thing. Pima County and the University of Arizona are telling you that basically uh, unemployment is going to go up by the end of the year. So I'm sure that'll all work out for everybody, as we like to say. Then I saw this story in the Arizona Republico. Let's see if I can find it real quick. But it really has to do with uh, the economic vitality of what's going on in Phoenix, right? Talking about how... They're at uh, so it talks about restaurants, okay? Phoenix restaurants, and we're we've only been two months into this year, are at a record-setting pace in Phoenix, and we haven't even gotten to spring training. So I'll just say this: Yes, sir. I was up there. Granted, it was during uh, it was during Barrett Jackson. Yep. Um, but it was two weeks before the Super Bowl. It was two weeks before um, waste management. It was tough getting a place at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. I get it. January's busy in Phoenix. I get it. But it was really difficult to get into restaurants that you want to get into. And I got maybe when Mark gets here, if he's talking to some of his old buddies in the hotel business, right? But what is... So we just heard from Zinkin yesterday that Oral Valley, for the first six months of um, this year, of the fiscal year, which started on on July 1 is down 11% on bed tax collection. So the question is, I got to go find out, what what are we at at bed tax collection for Pima County? Again, that's where the rubber meets the road. Tourism is a twenty to 25,000 uh, person employment pool. Like to know, what are we, you know, where are we at with that number? Because that's also scary. But why I bring this up is, 
our tourism season isn't what it used to be, right? Not even close. I To me, it felt like Gem Show was light this year. Traffic was light. You know, I just, I talked to a couple of my restaurant people. They're like, it was okay. It was better than a Sharps. You know, when they used to say, when the, when, the, when your, your restaurants within so many miles of downtown are telling you that Gem Show is, you know, the levels were better than a sharp stick in the eye, or they should be overrun, right? And this weekend kind of wraps up the big tourist draws. Right. I mean, even, so my thing is, is that the rodeo is, 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 is an okay tourism mm-hmm. thing. But it's not real. There, there aren't pe- a lot of the people involved directly with the rodeo are coming in. But there are a lot of people who come from out of state just to come to watch the rodeo. But then after this, you know, you still have healthy travel in uh, March just because it's warmer here. So you have people coming from colder climates for a spring trip, an early spring trip. Again, we used to. I used to tell you, like, you know, prime season for Tucson was um, Martin Luther King Day weekend, right? Because that was Fort Lowell shootout. <coughs> Excuse me. And Fort Lowell shootout through um, uh, end of spring training. And that's why even when the government would do their per diem seasons, it would be, you know about government yes, per diem seasons, Yes, I know how that seasons, works. Right? And it spikes up in January and February. Right. And it used to be January through April 15th. Yeah. And I think it's shorter now. Your hotel allowance goes up and your, uh, I don't remember if your meal allowance goes up or not, but definitely the hotel allowance goes so up. So it used to be January 1 through April 15th, right? And then this, Tucson only had two seasons, according to federal travelers. It was that season and then the rest of the season was the same, right? So basically, if you stayed in Tucson, you'd get the same government rate for April 16th as you would for July 24th. And my last recollection was that it was just February and March where it bumped up, just the two months. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, January and February. January and February, mis- correct. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And so the, the so when the government you know looks at all of these different um, kind of rates, right, All they what they do is supposedly nerds from GSA are calling around and getting rates and looking what your, what's the going rate for your area, right? And now they can just do that on a computer. But in the end, right, Tucson's tourism season what it isn't what it used to be, and Phoenix is just killing it left and right. Like I said, I don't want to be Phoenix. I just want to be a little bit, just a little bit. Just enough to wet your beak. Exactly, right? Like uh, like Otis from Superman, right, with Lex Luthor. And he Not says, Otis from Andy Griffith. No, no, no. He says, remember, he, he writes on the little thing about California, Otisville, right? And he goes, Otisville, played by the great <laughs> Ned Beatty, right, Otis? And he goes, it's just a little place, right? <laughs> That's what I think about. It. I just want to be like a little, like, little like Phoenix, just a little bit, just a little bit. All right, let's go to break. Uh, we'll do. Some, we'll get some holidays out and some other things. And uh, we're doing Rat Pack Friday. Juan Almanza's coming with some Lenten seafood uh, dishes for your next uh, thirty-eight days of Lent and beyond. And then Mark will be here with top ten Wilfred Brimley movies that made Bunker squeal like a little girl on Wednesday. And then Billy Shaw Jr. will be here with the debut album, Wake Up. All right. Welcome back to Wake Up Tucson. Listener Luke, a 1% increase in retail sales without inflation is used by economists as a significant increase indicating a strong economy. So if inflation's at 7 to 8, that is if prices haven't increased by amount, that have, have increased by that amount, which is what the increase in inflation signifies, then, of course, retail sales are strong. I get it. I think that's a that sounds like that sounds like some wisdom. Good job there, Luke. Appreciate it. 
Luke, I am not your father. Uh, parade day is usually, typically the heaviest at rodeo, but not yesterday. It was noticeably light on people. This is Bev from Catalina. So, you know what I did notice? I did notice as a guy who drives the roads to and from the station five days a week from the OV. OV strong! Um, I would have told you Wednesday the traffic was light. You, you could tell that, you know, everyone going to go waste money at Disney World, right? Left Wednesday. They're out. So, yeah, there's things that Chris doesn't get. Uh, Chris doesn't get sushi. Not not a fan, right? Um, never liked the Avatar movies or Titanic, both James Cameron movies. And uh, I don't really dig Disney World. Don't get it. I know some of you have season passes. God bless you. All right. Let's get the holidays today. It's National Trading Card Day. So I was definitely a baseball kid in the old, in the younger days. No one cared about hockey or football cards. But uh, I do remember flipping for cards. That was kind of the thing. You used to flip the cards, and if it landed on your friend's card, you get to take both cards. We used to scale them closer to the wall. Trading Card Day, I do remember that. Um, World Bartender today Day. Which, please stop saying the word mixologist or I'm going to punch myself in the face. Only Sinatra can say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you see the hipster down at one of the downtown bar, yeah, I'm an accomplished mixologist, dude. Cut the crap. Jesus. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go to Billy number two. Billy, are you a, mixo- are you a mixologist? Used to be. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a lot of fun back in those days. Hey, uh... Just a couple comments. Government creates inflation. Okay? Got that? Everybody understands that. There's a, there's a lot of people about age 50 and under have never lived through inflation at this point in time. Okay? Yep. It's, a, it's a dangerous game out there, and most people don't understand it until it really becomes a, a problem. They don't have nothing to do about it. They can't do anything about it. So government creates inflation. Government benefits from inflation. And how they benefit from inflation is, you know, their their debt service is uh, devalued. And the biggest thing is, is it shoves uh, pretty much everybody into a higher tax bracket, and they collect more taxes. I mean, it's a really nasty game out there, but it is what it is. So that was my comment. See you guys. Thank you, amigo. Have a good day. 790-2040 is the phone number. When we come back, the great uh, Mark Van Buren's here. He's he's warming up in his Leon Bull Durham uh, on first base here. Now that they have, now that Major League Baseball has bases that are four feet by four feet wide. So did you want to, you, you got, we got, we got, I, we got I have no comment on that one. You don't like the big bases? No. Why? Why, why do we change the game? Because the game's you. boring. The game's, the game's, the game's boring. Gr- no, the game's good the way that it is. Baseball should have uh, five by five foot bases, right? Six innings. I'm down to six innings. You don't need nine anymore. We can figure it out in six. It's unnecessary. Yeah, you get it. It messes with all the records. Come on. I remember when I, I said that to Corky Simpson, the uh, race baseball, you know, the sports writer, and he goes, he started, he started uh, preaching about uh, it's Chris, it's three perfect sets of three, meaning nine innings. Right. Don't mess with it. Right. And I said, Bingo. all right. I'll keep falling asleep <laughs> watching Diamondback games. Van Buren's got Wilford Brimley. Almanza's going to be here with Lenten Seafood. It's going to be a heck of a hootenanny. Billy Shaw, third hour.